Very good evening and welcome to the Greater Western Queensland Racing News Podcast. Yes, we are back. We've had a little bit of a, a break for the past couple of weeks, but uh, as I introduced Maxi Tanks, it is kind of hard to uh, line up all our availability at the moment, that's for sure. You've started a new job. You never know where Brooke Richardson's going to be. <laughs> and I'm often tied up at nights as well. How are you, mate? Yeah, good. Um, yeah, like you said, it is pretty hard to try and tie us all up so that we're all available at the same time, but... Uh, Look, we've cemented it in for this week and, uh, you know, obviously it's been a pretty big week in terms of uh, qualifications and nominations and acceptances all coming out, but I'm sure we'll get stuck into that throughout the uh, podcast. Brooke Richardson uh, over in windy, wet uh, Aramac slash Barcaldon. How are you going? Yeah, not too bad. Uh, might have a morning off tomorrow by the looks. I think I'll be raining, fellas, but um, can't complain. We definitely need the rain over this way. Yeah, and how strange is it? I was only thinking the other day that um, two of my last three race calling gigs have been washed out. Now, how does that... That never happens no, with Emerald, obviously, two weeks ago and a week and a half before that Clon um, uh, Curry. But as you said, Brooke, uh, we don't begrudge anyone the rain. There's always another race meeting. But uh, this is the last one this week in the Central West and the Northwest, so we'd like it to go ahead. Yeah, I, I yeah think, that'd um, be ideal. <laughs> it can rain as much as it wants after Saturday. I think most people w- wouldn't complain then. Okay, we'll open with fun facts this today and we're just opening the floor I, I thought we were going to talk about water so mine's going to be pretty boring <laughs> <laughs> Brooke, we stitch you up, mate. Yeah, Brooke what's yours yeah look I didn't look I will say I didn't research this and um, find out if it's actually legit but apparently they say that the sentence the quick brown fox jumps over the lazy dog uses every letter in the English language. Well, I heard an X and a Z, so I'm going to believe it. Well, that's the two I was looking for as well, <laughs> yeah. the X and the Z. <laughs> what, what, the W? Is there a W in there? Brown fox jumped over the what? Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, in brown. Yeah, brown. actually, brown yeah, fox yeah. Yep, jumps yep. over the lazy dog. I was trying, I was sitting there in my head trying to work it out. <laughs> <laughs> I'll save this for after. <laughs> well, mine, mine quickly. I was, we were going to do something to do with water, and uh, like I said, I've ended up with a boring one, but uh, <laughs> nearly 97% of the world's water is salty or otherwise undrinkable. There you go. That's, well, a, that's an interesting that. fact. And did you know that, this isn't mine, but did you know that all of the Earth's water is recycled? So it, it constantly recycles itself wow. and dates all the yeah. way back to dinosaur pee. Ooh, <laughs> there's a fun fact. <laughs> anyway, my uh, my fun fact here, there was a successful Tinder match in Antarctica in 2014. So it, the dating app is obviously popular across the globe, <laughs> but it didn't have a connection on the least inhabited continent until 2014 when a pair of research scientists, a man working at McMurdo Station and a woman camping at a 45-minute helicopter right away found they had matched. So obviously, I don't know. It doesn't actually say whether they ended up meeting up, but obviously well, can they. Can we Google that? <laughs> Are they still together? There might be a link to this to we'll see. Have to get in touch well, that might be next, that might be next week's interview. <laughs> uh, the time-honoured Roma Cup was the venue for racing in the southwest. Great job by the Roma uh, Club to get this meeting off and going. I know it was a sunny day there, Saturday, but they'd had well and truly over a hundred mils of rain uh, leading up to the day, and the favourite going into the cup was Tears of Love. 
uh, trained by Matty Crop and Bubba Tilly was in the saddle. It started $2.10 in favourites. Here's the final stages with Peter Flynn. And running on would have been Tears of Love. And a high Harry comes the widest runner, followed over on the inside by Bangers and Mayo. In the straight, Tears of Love in front. High Harry, the immediate danger. Tears of Love, High Harry, Tears of Love. Hi Harry, they go together, Tears of Love, Les Tilly's got another cup, Tears of Love, beats Hi Harry, tight for third, I think Radipole has flashed for third, followed In then a day that Harry. was full of, well I don't really know how to describe it, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to say a circus because there was nothing fun about it, but there was incident after incident. Uh, a couple of injuries, a couple of falls, but it was the Matt Crop show there on the day with Tears of Love winning the cup for Matt Crop and Bubba Tilly. Two and a quarter lengths over High Harry, who finished at two and a quarter lengths away, but uh, did sort of lug out up the straight. It was a good run. And then three lengths for the ex-Sydney sider, Radipole, uh, for Rodney Hay and Lily Barmax. But look, it, it looked the winner, although um, everything else was on the minimum. It had eight kilos to spare, but uh, it came in with some solid Brisbane form and uh, won like a favourite should. Speaking of tears of love, those two Tinder matches did meet up after a couple of emails a few weeks later. The interaction was brief as she was leaving Antarctica the next day, but they did plan to hang out in the following summer. There's no more developments after that. But yeah, Tears of Love, he was a short price favourite. Um, you know, he was bringing a fair bit of Metro form, um, some really good racing around the likes of Ligulate, Tokoroki Lad, Milkman. So as long as it handled the sand track, he had 62 kilos, wasn't really going to be much of a worry and it uh, justified the short price. Brooke, before we go through these other other races, on a, on a day like that was on Roma, and it happens in, not just in racing, but every walk of life where things seem to snowball and you have incident after incident, how hard is it to, to concentrate on the job at hand when you've got, you know, your mates falling off horses and getting injuries and all that type of stuff? Yeah, look, it started off, we were moved out of the jockey's room because there was too many girls to fit in the original girls' room with the boys and all that sort of thing, and... Next thing you know, the girls were dropping like flies. <laughs> there was nearly no girls left. Um, yeah, it was just one of those freaky days, I think. But you try to put it to the back of your mind. You don't look into it too much. Like, we all know going into the day, regardless whether something's happened or not, that our job's pretty dangerous. Um, and, yeah, you've just got to just focus on your next ride and, and not worry about what's happened beforehand and, and just get on with it. Um, we always like to see... People um, pull through and, and be all right. We check up on them after the races. We all sort of message each other and checked on all the girls. But, um, yeah, it, it doesn't sort of get in your head too much. I think after a certain amount of time of riding, you just adjust. Uh, Soraya Champkin uh, was one of the jockeys injured. She suffered four fractures to the pelvis. She's currently in hospital in Brisbane. Uh, Anna Bacos was, uh, suffered a fractured pelvis as well, uh, so she'll be out of the saddle for a while. Tess Towns and Cody Collis both had falls but uh, engaged. Uh, they continued riding at Longreach on Sunday. So we certainly wish uh, well wishes go out to, to the girls who did get injured. Of course, Anna uh, has been riding fantastically of late. Let's have a look at the other winners on the day, starting in race one. Maxi Rowdash started that treble for Maddie Crop. Bella Rab Jones was in the saddle. Huge win, 10 and three quarter lengths over Sir Slew for Peter Clark and Gary Gearan and Sir Altius in third for Craig Smith and Bubba Tilly. But uh, look, it was impressive. It certainly justified its short quote. Certainly did. And uh, they picked up where they left off a couple of days prior at Rockhampton, uh, Maddie Crop and Isabella Rab Jones, they teamed up for a double there and they combined for a, uh, a double at Roma as well. Um, 
like you said, justified the short price and never really looked like losing. Race two was the second leg of Crop and Bellarab Jones's double with Laurie. Another short price here, two dollars and fifteen cents. One by three lengths. Lucky enough, Craig Smith, Bubba Tilly, and moving day for Scott Rogers in third with John Rudd in the saddle. But uh, often when these Darling Downs trainers head to Roma on this day, Brooke, they're very hard to beat. Yeah, they are. I think their horses um, are always up to probably a little more, bit of a higher standard than some of the ones from um, further out in the bush. I think that, yeah, especially Matt Crop in particular, anytime he brings a horse to Roma, he seems to be winning and if not, very close to. Raymond Fraser. Maxie, he's icing the cake for 2021. He's had a wonderful year. His horses are flying. He's teamed up with Ruddy, had a great association. And this horse, Vinigarette, is one to look forward to, well, not only in Saturday and Bar Alden, but for 2022. One impressively again up to a 65 by two and a half lengths over Like a Special for Pat Webster and Brooke Richardson. And last Armageddon, who always runs a cheeky race for Craig Smith and Dan McGilvery in third. But uh, as I said, Raymond Fraser, a year to remember. Oh, absolutely. And I think the writing was on the wall um, that there's, this horse had a bit of form to it when Chester's Angel came out um, a couple of days earlier at Rocky and um, blitzed him there at, uh, over the uh, 1,500 metres. So um, Vinaigrette, like you said, keeping that winning run going. It's, and, um, you know, it, it's hard to put away a, a mare in form and um, it, it's probably just coming to that wrong time of year um, that you probably don't want it to end that quickly. Race four was a country stampede qualifier. Have a look at that prize money. 11000 for first, 3500 for second, 1900 for third. And uh, first and second went to Pat Webster with Painted It. Um, went round as a favourite after VJ Day was scratched. Painted It won by a length for Gary Gearan over Phoenix for Pat Webster and Brooke Richardson. And beware for Wayne Baker and Lily Barr in third. But Painted It too good. And your Mount Phoenix uh, also, Brooke, um, has qualified for the country stampede also. Yeah, he might have won that day, but he's still qualified and he's eligible. And, um, yeah, he'll be starting. And I think his run there behind his stablemate was pretty impressive, to be honest. Race five, Max, uh, it was one of those incidents on the day that you don't like to see uh, a no race. Did you happen to catch that? I didn't, actually. When um, Mr Luck turned up at the TAB, he, he told me what happened. And, um, yeah, by all reports, it sounds like everyone was lucky to um, escape unscathed out of that race. And uh, wrapping up the program there at Roma on the day was McGuinness Wilson Lawyers rating 0 to 55-1200. And Zuma for Wayne Baker and Brooke Richardson teamed up for a win. Three quarters of the length over Valida Harris for Jeff Schrader and Corinne Miles. And uh, Unitari in third for Garth Tully and Cody Coles. I haven't seen Garth with a horse for a while. Uh, length and a half away back in third. Brooke, but Zuma, Wayne Baker, hometown win. Uh, got the cash in the last. You actually had a good day down there, Brookie, with some placings as well. Yeah, I was pretty lucky. I got um, placings in most of my mounts, so it was not a bad day. And Zuma just topped it off. I was hanging in there for a win. I was starting to get down a little bit, I must admit. It's a... It was a long, dragged-out day, and then um, just some placings and feeling like I wasn't going to get a winner. But uh, once I hopped up on Zuma's back, he was on the toe in the enclosure, and he was quite the handful behind the barriers. And as we jumped and the way he felt underneath me, I thought, this is if I'm going to ride a winner today, this one's probably going to be it. So, um, yeah, he won confidently, and I think that he'll probably go on to win a couple more races. Anything in the black book from Roma? I think uh, Radapole for me, is a very interesting runner. I mean, Isn't he ever? It's bringing up uh, you know, some of that form that we saw down with um, Moroni, and then I believe he, um, he went to Matty Smith after that. But 
I remember back in one day, Brisbane, this is a couple of years back, and it was a good price that day. But the way he finished off, I just think uh, get him on maybe one of those different tracks uh, apart from Roma where we might see the best of him. Longreach raced Sunday. Now, this was a transferred meeting from the week earlier from Blackall. The Country Stampede Heat was the feature race on the day and here's the final 400 with Rob Luck. Tacking onto it, coming to the turn with Zucas back in behind them, Zillator, Elfiato, oh, Elfiato's hit the rail as it came into the straight and then we go back uh, to the uh, field is Heavens High, Wall Street Tycoon, 200 metres to go. It's under the bat as Star of O'Reilly moves up on the outside. Doom, Zillator back along the rails. Wall Street Tycoon hanging on for dear life. Star of O'Reilly driven, but Wall Street Tycoon, I think you'll find, has got up by a nose. Star of O'Reilly, Doom in a photo with Zillator back in behind them, Divine Red. Making up plenty of ground. And that's the way they finished. It was a Todd uh, Austin 1-2-3 with Wall Street Tycoon. Winning for Maddie Gray by the barest of margins over Star of O'Reilly, who was gallant in defeat. Um, sort of sat fair bit wide the whole way and came with a withering burst, but just went down by a nose. One of the runs of the race, no doubt, was Doom uh, from the back for Todd Austin and Johnny Rudd. But uh, Todd Austin, one, two, three, Maxi, Wall Street Tycoon, five on the bounce. I happened to sit down and have a chat to Todd before this race actually jumped. And we all know he likes to usually keep his cards pretty close to his chest. And I said, you know, who do you want to win? And he said, well, I really want to see Wall Street Tycoon run out that 1100. It was a question mark we've probably got about him. Um, and he was certainly able to get that there. And, um, you know, he also... Pretty, pretty much right on the money there of Star O'Reilly. He said he was pretty happy. He drew wide because if he got buffeted, he was probably worried first time on dirt that he might chuck it in a little bit. So um, he, he play, played it out perfectly anyway, the way he described it to me, and that's the way it finished there. So, um, you know, Wall Street Tycoon will probably go down to Brisbane and be one of the close-up close, uh, close up favourites there. Yeah, look, and the race, I think, will be a form race, Max. Uh, Zillator was good up the fr- fence as well. Um, but the one, two, three, four were good. Uh, your Mount Ace Playbrook led pretty comfortably into the home straight, and uh, something went amiss there. Uh, all okay after the run? Oh yeah, he pulled up fine. Um, we, we sort of couldn't really pick exactly what sort of might have happened with him, but um, he's pulled up, he's well, and he's happy. And I think we're looking at a possible gear change uh, next start for him. So we'll just have to see how he goes. Let's look back all the way to race one, and it was a double on the day to David Rewald. And great to see Tess Townsend back in the West. They um, teamed up with surprise selection in race one. The Thurick Brothers Saddlery benchmark 60, 1,400 metres. It spanked them. One by six and a quarter lengths over Do I Have To and Strawberry Blonde in third. But, Max, I've got to say, if there was an award for the most improved horse in the Central West this year, surprise selection would be red-hot favourite. Oh, absolutely. I think it's just the consistency of her as well. I mean, you know, we go all the way back to um, Blackall at the beginning of the year and um, towed, to put it politely, I guess, in a Class B. And then it came out the next start and won Barky over 1,100. And then it's won from ranges up to 1,600, then drops back to 12, runs a cheeky race, and 14, the 1,800-metre race at Junda. It's just a... Um, an incredible effort from Dave to, I suppose, keep this horse up and going for so long and um, keeping the consistency there as well. And, Brooke, you and I spoke about this off air yesterday, how well David does to keep his horses. And I, I go back through the seasons, and he does it year in, year out. His horses 
he can keep them up for the whole season. Yeah, he seems to have the knack for it. And I think, obviously, he's been riding for quite some time now and, and training for some time as well out here. And he just has obviously found what works. And I guess you don't change something when it's working. Um, from speaking to him, um, I've had a fair bit to do with him. I've been lucky enough to ride a fair few winners for David. And um, he's a good supporter of country racing. And he'll give anyone a go also. And... I just think it comes down to he just he just sticks to what he knows and that's what he does with his horses and it either works for them or it doesn't. You know, he doesn't sort of get one horse and it's not really doing much and he starts chopping and changing things. He just uh, sticks to his routine and look, it pays off. He certainly has them ready and like you said, he keeps them going for the um, whole season. He does a really good job. Race two was the Longridge Tavern Cutest 1200 and it was a landing finally breaking the maiden status. Uh, took home the cutest money too for Charlie Prower and Mick Sharple. Uh, defeated, uh, set to fight, becoming costly for punters. Uh, Todd Austin, Brooke Richardson, Sarah Tarley wound up in third. Uh, Brooke, the landing, was never going to get beaten. Um, what can you tell us about your mount? Um, it just I have a feeling when the penny drops, he's going to be okay set to fight, but he's finding ways to get beat. Oh, yeah, he, he certainly is. I think he's just one of those horses. Um, you know, if he was a little kid in the classroom, he'd certainly be in trouble for not paying attention. Um, he's just one of those animals, you know, a pin will drop and he'll hear it and his, his mind and his brain is sort of elsewhere. Um, but, yeah, look, I think once he actually pulls a win together, um, he might get a little more confidence from that also and, and get a little bit of that um, winning attitude in him at the moment. He's sort of a bit blasé. But, yeah, um, it was good to see Charlie Prow get a winner. We all know that Charlie's had a bit of a rough time at the moment with the passing of his wife. So I don't think the win could have been any more fitting to see him back in the winner's stall. And um, we pass on our condolences to um, all of the Prow family. Yeah, certainly do. Race three was the benchmark 65-1200. Kettleston, uh, impressive for Todd Austin and... Rick McMahon, defeated Music Award, who's ready to win for Boy Foster and Chip Collis, and no refund was in third for David Rewald and Mick Sharple. But Kettlestone uh, got in the box seat uh, sort of out of harm's way when we talk about kickback, Maxie, and I like the way he ran through the line. Yeah, it's. I mean, we go back through some of his past starts, and he's he's really struggled, I suppose, tack on the field, and he's taken you know pretty hard riding to get into those positions sometimes so he's um he's certainly an enigmatic galloper at times but on his best as we've seen in that race and he's um he's yeah, he's yeah. Certainly, um, got got pretty good talent yeah i think if you go back to his last long reach run previously before that he ran through the line in a similar fashion i i honestly think in my personal opinion from riding the horse that possibly them heavier, sandy, sort of shifty tracks and the tight turning corners don't necessarily suit his racing pattern. Um, it was good to see him get back there, like you said, in the box seat. He had plenty of room. He wasn't too crowded, a nice firm surface, and he put on a performance like he did last time. So I think if you can keep starting him on the right tracks, so he's going to be a pretty nice little horse. Brooke, explain to us too, on Sunday, we had probably, I don't know, it would only have been one or two, maybe three mils of rain throughout the afternoon, but... It creates a crust on that long-reach track, and we got that explained to us by Beck Lawson when we put that new coating on, that it yep. takes some time for the water to come through. So when you get that little crust, the kickback, I heard you mention to another jockey that it's quite painful with that little amount of rain. Yeah, honestly, it's terrible. So we were cantering to the barriers, and you could even see it. Just after those few little drops of rain, cantering to the gates, it's 
it all clumps together and it sticks in, packs into the horse's hooves and even cantering to the barriers, it was kicking back out of their hooves. And um, so you can only imagine when they're all going full pelt um, and you're in behind them, it is quite painful. I think after that first bit of rain, I pulled up and I had big welts on my arms. So you welt up and you feel it. Obviously, we wear goggles, but um, yeah, honestly, some of the horses, they resent it a little and you can't blame them because, I mean, it's hurting my arms. It's got to be hurting their eyes. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Last race on the card was won by Empire Princess. Um, did it well. It's, it's really put it together since joining David Rewalt uh, as a second legger there, winning double. Her, his winning double with Tess Townsend also defeated Lady Faye, who attacked the line for Todd Austin and Maddie Gray. And Hot Chocolate at Big Odds filled the minor placings for Charlie Prow and Mick Sharple. But uh, Empire Princess, Max, another one I'm looking forward to seeing next year. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I remember this horse's uh, first start at, at Junda, um, almost like it had been set for that race uh, for the Pittman family. Um, but, you know, we we look at it, it starts now, three wins from five starts and centering the stable with a uh, placing the boot there as well. Um, and, you know, Dave has a real knack of um, getting these cutest horses and then just, you know, taking them through the right races as well to pick up those cutest bonuses. Um, I mean, we've already smashed that on the head already. Yeah. Mate, uh, what do you like coming out of Longreach? Anything? I'm with you. I think that uh, Stampede Qualifier is going to be a form race. Um, I know it's probably pretty hard to talk about a form race this type of year for something to follow, but, I mean, we talk about Wall Street Tycoon and Doom both heading towards um, the uh, their respective finals in the, in, a, in a week and a half's time. But Star of O'Reilly, I mean, he's, he's just had his first start for a new prep. I imagine they might have some ambitions to be racing him over the summer. All right. Uh, speaking of Country Cups Challenge and Country Stampedes, the final fields have been released. I'll quickly run through both. So the Country Cups Challenge final, which will be over the mile. The field is rather salubrious. Amundi Bay, Bernie's Tiger, Doom. Jochberg, Necessitas, Pilati. Sugar Buzz, Van Winkle, Ancient Echoes, Brian Nietzsche. High Hurry, uh, Witterick, Lil Rog and Maharada. The emergencies will be Kettlestone, Mitz Bullets, Mason's Chance and Quindy. Country Stampede, which will be over the 1110. Last year's winner's Hard Stride leads the nominations or acceptances. Piracy, Arwanichi, VJ Day, Raiden, Boingo, American Genius, New Alliance, Painted, Wall Street Tycoon, Tour Master, Vice Man, Best Guess, Phoenix, Voulet and Zucas with the emergencies. Wait a minute, music scene and my best effort. Before we get into the nuts and bolts of the final, and we'll preview it better next week, of course, uh, when we have full uh, jockeys, etc. But Max, one big noted omission is there is no representatives from the Northwest. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? I mean, um, it's a shame because I know Roisy would have had a couple that would have uh, qualified there, and uh, I know Wicked Wiki qualified for the Stampede final. Um, but it's it is a shame because I mean we we are seeing all the other regions basically represented apart from the Northwest, and I'm just not sure whether it it comes down to the fact that it's it's so far to travel from the Northwest to get there, and even though you do get float fees, they sort of disappear pretty quickly, and by the time you take a bit of time off work, and remember most are still hobby trainers, so it's a, it is a shame, but you can probably understand the reasoning behind it as well at the same time, unless you had a, a proper real chance, I guess. Brooke, do we need to do more, you know, to make it a proper country race to get these Northwestern representatives there? And I mean, as Maxie said, I mean, it's seven hours for us to Mount Isa. Uh, 
add another 12. It's literally 24 hours straight travel. I mean, that's you're going to do that over three days with a horse. Do we need to maybe think of compensating them a little bit more to, to get them there? Yeah, I'd, I'd have to agree. I think it would be a fantastic idea if there could be some brainstorming that could um, possibly look at um, helping these people get there because I think Max hit the nail on the head. There's a lot of trainers out this way and further um, in the northwest and that that are hobby trainers. You know, they love it. Their horses are competitive and all the rest, but at the end of the day, they have jobs. And as you know, it's sometimes it's hard to get time off work. And even if you can, like you said, it's a pretty much a three-day trip and all that sort of thing. And um, it could possibly even take you longer. You know, you might not just want to include your travel. You might want to get there a bit early and get your horse to settle in. And when you're travelling that far, you're going to look at doing things like that to give them every opportunity. So, yeah, I do think um, they could possibly look at some sort of funding to maybe help those fellas out to encourage them um, to be able to head that way. Maxie, um, just a few thoughts. I said we'll, we'll preview this a bit in a bit more depth next week, but uh, what sort of jumping off the page are you at this stage with both races? Country Cups, uh, I do. I really like to run a doom on, on Sunday. Um, I know it was over 1,100, but it was you know, an undesirable distance and it was really hitting the line well. Um, you look at rather salubrious, it's, it's taking a, a similar path where it's, it's gone from the country starts to have one race at the track that was in a listed race it was only beaten six lengths it's, mm. it's probably primed for a race like that we know david reynolds does get his horses up for those big races um van winkle you know he, he's he's been winning the cups he's bringing that right form to the race where he's beaten a few um in the field already and then the likes of high harry i think getting him back on the grass is going to be key for his chances as well so I think the Country Cups is a, a really interesting um, affair. And then you, you talk with the Country Stampede. Uh, Wall Street Tycoon is probably going to find a little bit more pressure in this race. The likes of Awanichi is going to go hard. Um, we know VJ Day goes forward, hard stride, only knows one speed, and that's flat out. And it could be setting it up for something like Boingo or Raiden um, to possibly be um, you know, charging on from the back. I know he's probably going to be bolt as odds, but American Genius, the win that he had at uh, Mount Isa that day where he sort of just tracked Wicked Wiki. I know he's been beat since, but that mind, that race sticks in my mind. And if you're going to get $20, $26 or something, he might be worth an each-way ticket. Brooke, have you had a look at, at the races or have you got a soft spot for any of the runners? I know you probably do. <laughs> yeah, look, um, if I'm going for the uh, Country Cup Challenge, I have to agree with Max. I like the look of Doom just from riding the horse myself and having a feel for the horse. Um, I think that, you know, he is more than capable of possibly taking out a race like this one, and I know that he's well prepared. Um, there is some handy horses in it, though. Like you said, you've got trainers like David Reynolds who um, have had the advantage of starting their horses a little close to that area and um, in more competitive sort of races. But, uh, yeah, I do like the look of Doom, and I'll be cheering him on. And for the sprint, um, for the Stampede, I really do hope that Wall Street Tycoon can get up and like you said that the pace will be hot no doubt in that race but um, I think he's a pretty interesting runner he seems to be pretty versatile to me he's he's actually not necessarily a horse that has to lead he can actually come from off the pace so um, it'll be interesting to see how they want to ride him but um yeah there's a there's a few there that I like and um I've secured a ride in the race myself oh, so good stuff. Um, hopefully, you never know, I might get up. <laughs> I don't know. We'll be cheering you, but uh, I'll tell you what, I'm sitting on the fence this weekend. 
Yeah. This weekend's a big weekend out here in the Central West. The Central West Jockeys Premiership has come down to the last week. It's a promoter's delight. We've got Ebel versus Brooke Richardson to take out the three grand. Now, there's no pressure, and I know you're the best of mates, but um, oh, it's it's come down to this. It's, it's going to be a good good day's racing at Barky on uh, Saturday, Maxi. It is. I'm very excited to see acceptances tomorrow, and I hope that both girls have um, full books of rides because... It'd, it'd probably play out perfectly to come right down to the last race, wouldn't it? Well, I heard, I yeah, I heard, I heard uh, down the grapevine they're going to pool the money and use it as their party fund <laughs> next weekend in Brisbane. It's getting a penthouse at the casino. Um, well, that's probably what I would do anyway. <laughs> there has been discussions on um, what celebrations will go on after the Brisbane <laughs> races. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll just have to find out about that. But um, yeah, it's, she's a good mate of mine, Emma is, and we're competitive, but at the same time, um, we're very happy for each other when we each get a winner and all the rest of it. So we've been talking about it, but I said to her, like, if you win it, it's all good. If I win it, like, even better. No. <laughs> <laughs> all right, from the week that's just gone by, um, a highlight, Maxie, I'll start with you. Yeah. I suppose a um, a highlight of mine is was probably seeing um, you know a, a decent crowd back at the Roma Cup again. Um, you know, you see photos of social media, you can see the crowd there. I know it wasn't as big as it was back, you know, pre-COVID and heyday, but it was only a, an extremely small crowd last year, and it's just great to see those um, crowds filtering back in again, and um, hopefully getting back to that new normal next year. And um, you know, we're, we're seeing those crowds packed in again for all the race meets. Brooke, what was your highlight for the week going by? Oh, look, I don't even know if I have one, to be honest, but Max seems to steal everyone's ideas. <laughs> but I would have to say Roma. I, I go to Roma Cup every year, and it was really, really good to see that old atmosphere back. I won a benchmark 55 race, and it was the last race of the day, and when I was coming down the straight, I could literally just hear the crowd roaring like they were going nuts and I'm thinking oh the cup's over but I think everyone was just that excited to be back and to have a full crowd and less restrictions and more room to breathe and just enjoy the day so it's definitely a major highlight I feel as well. Oh, my, my highlight was no doubt uh, heading to Clermont on the weekend and um, you know it'd be nice to go under different circumstances and we certainly wish uh, Scotty and Dee Power all the best. I believe Dee's had some good results uh, with her medical and wish her a speedy recovery. But uh, two things that jumped off the page for me on the weekend was Boingo, of course, winning the Country Stampede qualifier. And um, what a wonderful horse she's been over so many seasons. I, I remember her winning her maiden by a million miles at Bar- uh, Blackall uh, some seasons ago. And she's gone through the grades and stayed up there for so long and um, no more deserving horse to reach a feature final in Brisbane. We know she uh, was the first emergency this year in the Battle of the Bush. So going one further, and I'd love to see her win for the little family and, of course, Emma Bell. And secondly, the crowd up there, they shut the gates on a 1,000. Um, it was packed. Uh, they sped through the races and then they partied. So, um, but, so, I was going to say, I wonder if Evel got um, best on course or not. <laughs> oh, I bet you she would have. There's no doubt. Well, she didn't come to Longridge Sunday. Yeah, she had to stay for a party. <laughs> yeah. So good on to the Claremont Race Club, uh, Billy Bell and the team there. Um, I, I love the post they put up during the week saying, uh, we are full, we are fully booked out. 
We don't care if you're Billy Bell's long-lost sister, cousin, auntie, <laughs> uncle. You cannot get in. So they must turn it on. He's a local legend. Um, but, yeah, no, it was a good day up there in Clermont. Uh, let's look at this week's racing. Of course, we did mention Barcaldon Racing. 67 nominations for the five races uh, at first glance. I don't think they will be splitting any, Max. But uh, anything you're particularly looking forward to? Uh, I think uh, if we, you know, we think about the, the probably like the final race of the year, I guess the Open Handicap will probably be interesting. I mean, um, Vinigarets in there shaping up against the likes of Star Over Riley. I see Ace plays nominated again. Um, it, that's shaping up to be um, an interesting race, and Dilator as well with the extra hundred meters. So that that's probably going to be an, an exciting one to watch. And Brooke, uh, you got a couple of rides there, full book. Yeah, I've ended up with a full book. Um, I'm riding for David Rewald and for Toddle. So we were a little uncertain of whether we were starting ace play or not. Um, but, yeah, decided to go ahead with that and he'll be starting. Um, but, yeah, it's good to see some decent-sized noms for the last meeting of the year. And um, I'm sure there'll be plenty of jockeys as well. 48 nommed for Mount Isa's last meeting of the year also, Maxi. Uh, open handicap there with nine, uh, loud enough. Probably will go around the favourite. I imagine Dan Ballard will take the ride with sixty-five and a half. And uh, look, Roycey has had a- another great year as well. He has, and I think he's got five in the last race. I wouldn't be surprised if loud enough gets rolled with sixty-five and a half over that twelve hundred metres there. Mm. So. Uh, wicked wiki, 61 and a half. He, he looks pretty well placed again. I wouldn't begrudge him at that Mount Isa track. Brooke, thanks for your time this morning. Uh, we'll do it all again next week uh, to wrap up the southwest, central west and northwest season and, of course, preview uh, the country stampedes in a little bit more detail and also the Country Cups Challenge. Awesome. Thank you. Max Tanks, Andrew Watts signing out of the Greater Western Queensland Racing News Podcast. And I do believe we might even be able to have a report from our staff party that we're having on Saturday night. <laughs> if, if Brooke wins, it's, she's going to be shouting the bar as well. Blo- so. <laughs> bloody oath she is. Oh, this. All the best uh, wherever you're racing across this uh, weekend and we'll catch you again next week.